The views and opinions expressed by the following program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station or Webster Rock Hill Ministries, its management, or other hosts or underwriting sponsors. Programs presented by KWRHLP are for educational and entertainment purposes only. Greetings, listeners in listener land. This is Arnold Stricker with Mark Langston of St. Louis In Tune. We're glad that you joined us today. St. Louis In Tune is a two-hour weekly broadcast which focuses and reflects on issues that impact and connects our community and the greater St. Louis area. Our topics include the arts, crime, education, employment, faith, finance, food, history, housing, humor, and justice. You know, we, we hear a lot about health safety and wearing masks or wearing bandanas or, you know, keep your distance. There's no elbow bumps anymore. Obviously, no handshakes. Keep your hands and fingers away from your eyes, nose, and mouth you know, wipe things down, et cetera, et cetera. But something that our guest is going to be communicating with us about is just overall general personal safety. And she's formerly with the St. Louis Metropolitan Police Department and spent years in the patrol district and the Mobile Reserve Tactical Unit, executed well over 100 search warrants, participated in extensive tactical training. She also was a detective in the intelligence gang unit, where she worked as a liaison to the FBI. ATF, Secret Service, and Department of Agriculture. She's also been assigned as an executive protection team member for the mayor of the city of St. Louis, and she's going to be talking to us about personal safety tips to help increase our protection. I want to welcome Jen Jackson to Intune. Welcome, Jen. Thank you, Arnold. It's uh, good to be here. Thank you for having me on your show. And, uh, and Mark, it's good to uh, talk to you as well. You too, Jen. Glad Jen, to have you with us. Jen, you have a you. tremendous background in security, you know, working for uh, St. Louis Metropolitan Police Department. Your experience is is very varied, and you, you've seen a lot of different kinds of things. And there is a range, I guess, of things that happen as it relates to safety, you know, going back to just uh, what you would do online or what you would do. Uh, shopping or what you would do when you're driving, et cetera, like that, all the way up to where the master criminals are, are working. But I wanted to give our listeners some some tips about what to do at home, maybe when they're outside of the house. Obviously, most people, I would say right now, are not in the workplace, but there are workplace safety tips and and things like that. So I guess let's start with the house. What? How would you help us stay safe within our own home? Well, the first thing I'd like to say, Arnold, is thank you for uh, acknowledging my experience with the St. Louis Metropolitan Police Department. I'm very grateful for the time uh, that I worked there, and I came away with a wealth of experience that uh, is still uh, with me today. To answer your question regarding home safety, uh, I'm really big on that. I've been living in St. Louis City now for about 21, 22 years, and I love the city. And uh, the city has challenges. And uh, a lot of times I get asked questions about personal safety and, and uh, what can they do around their home to protect their home and their belongings. Uh, the best thing that I um, would suggest is, is, one, as far as neighbors go, know your neighbors, know who you should probably interact with and who you shouldn't. Uh, and, and a lot of the neighbors, of course, are really good neighbors. But, of course, you have some that that uh, are questionable, and they, they watch what you do, and that's the thing. So I am not a, a person that's on routines, and what I mean by that is, like, for instance, I have, and most people do, have 
two ways to leave their property, two or three. I don't leave out my front door. That faces the main portion of the street. I don't like people really too much to see me come come and go, especially if I'm going to be gone for an extended period of time. Um, so I use my garage, and I also put my car in the garage a lot. So I make sure that my garage maintenance is up to date. But anyway, I leave, and like I said, they don't know when I'm here. They don't know anything about that. And some someone might look at that as being antisocial. I don't. Um, again, I do interact when I need to. Uh, you just can't totally have no involvement with any neighbors uh, at all. But um, just make sure your doors are locked. If you have an alarm system, if you don't, I suggest maybe looking into one. I have ADT. I've had them for uh, over 20-something years. They're great. Um, everything, you know, now comes in on your phone. They'll let you know what's going on around your home. Um, if you're interested in getting some cameras, I suggest you do that as well. You don't have to go out and buy one that's like $1,000 or so like that. I have one that I purchased that cost maybe 250 and I got four cameras that are adequate enough around the house. I can see what's going on. I can set up the motion detectors and everything with that. So, and you can also look at it on your phone and see what's going on around your property when you're not at home. So I highly recommend that. That sounds great. And, you know, one of the things I, I really appreciated that you said was know your neighbors. And many times people just kind of want to build a big wall around their house and, and not have any contact with, with them. But neighbors are really important, especially when there is uh, an issue that relates to a, a fire or a break-in or a lost uh, child or a medical emergency or something like that. Knowing your neighbors and having their contact information is very valuable. That's true. It's very true. And there are a couple of neighbors um, that I do interact with on a regular basis that have my contact number, um, and, they, and they're great. And we, we sit out and, and, and enjoy some time together. Um, obviously, we, we really don't do that much right now, but uh, we're anxious to get back together and just sit down and have some good conversation about anything, whether it's the neighborhood or, or anything going on in life general. Now, when you translate that and you're leaving your house... Uh, and are, do you recommend any certain kind of locks? I know people have deadbolts or they'll have uh, a lock within their uh, door handle, et cetera, like that. Do you recommend any other kind of security measures for a home? Well, one uh, thing that I do rec- um, recommend is that, um, like on my front door, I have, a, uh, one of the, I have a deadbolt. I do recommend those, not the ones that actually you can turn and open the door from the inside that way because – all it takes is someone to, to be able to, to break the window and reach in and turn that knob, and they have easy access into your home. So I definitely am a fan of deadbolts. Uh, they work for me, and, um, and I'll, I'll admit I, I did have someone that attempt to uh, enter my residence a few years back through the front door, which I've got one of those old city doors, and if you've been around, you know what door I'm talking about. It is not going to do anything as far as uh, allowing entry into the home without the key because it's not happening. But, uh, but I definitely recommend that, uh, the deadbolts, and like I said, again, just, and, you know, and if you want to have one of those locks I mentioned not to have, you can have that down below, but at least you're protected by the deadbolt initially. And I know that you uh, know uh, we good Mark. We have a. I just want to say uh, on that point, we have uh, a deadbolt at our home too, and we, we're always concerned about having a key on the inside because you take the key out. If there's a fire, there's always the exiting of the of the premises, 
So what we did is uh, we did what, you, what you're suggesting. We have a deadbolt that has a key on both sides. But we put a key, an extra key, uh, in the kind of like an out-of-the-way place near, near the front door. I just wanted to suggest this. So that if, there, in fact, there is a fire, all of the family, all of our family members know that's where that key is. We'll use that key. We'll get out, and we'll all meet by the telephone post out in front, make sure everybody's out of the house, you know, uh, and we all meet in the same place. If we're all not there, then, of course, we say, hey, somebody must be left in the house. But I like the idea. I, th- I totally agree. People could certainly knock a window in in a, in, a, in a door, reach down, and unlock a lot of different other deadbolts. But the ones with the key are probably the most secure. But I just wanted to add that we, we do that, but we also add a key somewhere in close proximity to the door where a, where a burglar couldn't, couldn't reach it, um, and the family knows. So that's all I just want to jump in and throw my two cents in on that. But I think that's a great point. That's a great, great idea. And like I said, I, I live uh, by myself, so, um, but I don't keep the key in the deadbolt even when I'm at home. I keep it uh, somewhere, obviously, where I get it every day. But the good thing that you said there is that the knowledge as far as everyone in the home knowing where the key is, when they need to get to it and get out if they need to get out in an emergency, that is huge, and that's a good idea, Mark. You know, Jen, there's a lot of uh, windows out now they have like security locks on them that they'll only go up a certain uh, height. And you can also buy some security locks that only raise a certain height because sometimes you know, maybe people will leave a window open at night or they'll forget to lock a window mm-hmm. or you know somebody will pry a window open and, and, and try to get in. Uh, what else would you suggest around, you know, n- not with doors, but anything else with windows like that? Well, I think also it depends on how low your windows are to ground level. I think that's huge there. Uh, you may not have to go through, go to the extreme of, of adding any type of extra layer as far as that goes if it's higher up. Um, I mean, obviously, if you're talking higher up, then, you know, if somebody brings a ladder into, onto your property, then they've probably obviously been scoping it out and know that they need that ladder to get into this particular window. Um, you know, there's just I, – I know there's a, a lot of uh, – uh, window accessories out there. I'm just not very familiar with them, but I definitely am an advocate for them. Um, I think that um, I've got some older windows that I'm getting ready to upgrade here shortly, but uh, right now it's got uh, these screens that are, are good layer protection plus the deadbolt um, that uh, obviously prohibits it from raising it unless you're in the inside. But uh, yeah, like I said, I was just in, uh, in one of the uh, home improvement stores recently and they have a lot of things there that I'm sure a lot of their workers there will go over with people if they're interested in adding that extra layer of security. Now let's talk about driving safety. So you're leaving your residence and maybe you're going to the store or you're, you're going to work uh, when, whenever some people can get back to work, or maybe you're just going out for a, a drive, et cetera, like that. What are some things that people need to be aware of uh, safety-wise, when they're driving, obviously you know the speed limit, and you know those are using your turn signals. Those are, I would I would think natural things. But I'm talking about people who would want to try to carjack you or things like that. Okay. Uh, one last thing I wanted to say too about the the homes is about burglaries. Burglaries are up right now during this time. What they're doing is they are watching people and seeing who are uh, probably essential workers and are going to work and are gone for an extended period of time. So everyone needs to be aware of that. If you are leaving your home, 
know that they are looking at that, and uh, that's why burglaries are up right now. It seems like it's totally contradicting because it seems like everybody should be at home. But, of course, we know that's not the case. But I just wanted to add that in there also. That's a great point. Um, as far as the driving goes, um, one thing that I know is um, I do um, go to the uh, grocery store uh, often, and one of the things uh, that I see, and, and obviously going on with this coronavirus and everything, and the uh, protections that they're uh, asking us to, to uh, heed to, and the as far as the six-foot distance they uh, have, and with the social distancing, that also plays in, into the crime aspect as far as I'm concerned. It, it is a very good distance to be able to react to anything, and, and obviously that's something that should be done at all times. It doesn't take this particular time right now for us to start paying attention to who's around us but if someone's close to me and less than six feet apart or away from me, I look at that and as you're in my personal space and I need you to back up a little bit. And I know a lot of people have been really watching that and saying things to others. And obviously, like I said, it can be incorporated in driving and, and being aware of your surroundings. The one thing I wanted to talk about is if shopping, if I, I hope I didn't uh, no, uh, get ahead. ahead of you. Uh, but the shopping thing is, one thing I do recommend for people to do is when you're getting to your car, we all got T-Fobs now, mainly uh, the newer cars and everything, so it's really, really convenient for us to click those key fobs when we get to the car. But sometimes you click them way away from the car. I don't suggest you do that. I suggest you get closer to your vehicle, and you get there, and you unlock your door with your key fob. The one thing that I do recommend, though, if you've got groceries that are not a lot of groceries, then enter on your driver's side only. And in that case, sometimes you can open the door uh, with the key also and manually open your door, put your, your items in your vehicle in the front passenger seat or the, uh, behind the driver's seat. Keep that driver's side as the only entry point in your vehicle and the only accessible point. Because what happens is when you do hit that key fob, normally it opens all the doors. Or if you click it twice, I believe it does. But you've got to be careful about on the other side of that vehicle. If you don't have anybody with you that needs to, to enter that side, then try to keep that door, those doors locked and just keep everything in your control on the driver's side because what they can do is they can obviously hide on that side and once you open those doors, they can jump in the passenger seat with you and it's too late. So be aware of, of that and or enter through, if you have an SUV or something, then go ahead and raise the back so that you can see both sides of the vehicle. That helps out tremendously. And like I said, a lot of people were in a rush, and uh, we just kind of take things for granted, though nothing will happen to me. But I'm telling you, uh, a lot of things happened, and you just don't want to make yourself a victim. So do whatever you can to avoid those things. And I think, I think it's important, too, to, you know, look at your surroundings, be aware, you know, check, be looking around, uh, walking briskly. I know it, I've heard it makes sense to me that— uh, those people who engage in this kind of criminal behavior are targeting people, and they will target certain individuals how they walk, or if they're not paying attention, or if they're parking in a uh, a less than lighted area, etc., like that. So I think sometimes uh, people do put themselves in situations because they're just not paying attention. Maybe they're looking at their phone or they're on the phone. Not not a good time to be doing those things. Uh, what suggestions do you have with that, Jen? 
Well, that's absolutely right. And the last thing about the car thing, if you don't have a key fob, then use the regular key. Then have that key ready in your hand to be able to insert in that door and get in your car and lock your doors immediately. Uh, in regards to that, you, you're absolutely right, Arnold. I walk my dog every day. We talk about that. And I, one thing I don't do is I don't use the cell phone when I do. I'd like to be alert, one for her, uh, and just careful about drivers and, and obviously uh, some of the stop sign violations that go on. And I just want to be safe for myself and, and my dog. And I always pay attention to my surroundings. If I see people walking towards me, I usually cross over to the other side of the street. Um, you know, sometimes they may look at that as, as, as being uh, offended by it. And I'm not trying to really do that. I'm just trying because I, I always try to turn it into the fact that my dog doesn't really like other people around her, and she starts going crazy, which is actually the truth. But I just try to, you know, watch what, uh, you know, what, if they have their hands in their pocket. Uh, obviously, this time of year, it's starting to warm up a little bit. You look for people that have on uh, short-sleeve shirts as opposed to jackets, think it's a little warm. they got their hands in the pocket. Those are the things I look for. And, again, I try to distance myself from them. And just in case I need to react, I'll be able to. And I've already assessed the, the situation. And, um, and obviously, uh, everything so far, and, and I hope forever, um, nothing's uh, come about it. You know, sometimes they'll engage in conversation. And I'll try to do that, not to come off as not being friendly. But that's pretty much it. I keep it short and sweet, and I keep it moving. That makes sense. That makes sense. You know, I, I would like to get into, um, you know, we're, we're kind of coming to the uh, bottom of the hour, and uh, maybe this would be better on the uh, other side of the break. But I want to tr- uh, have you address if someone tries to rob you uh, or, you know, a, grab a purse or things like that, or what happens if you're in the store and, you know, somebody, uh, a woman has her purse in the shopping cart and then turns around to grab something uh, off the shelf and then turns back around and the purse is gone. You know, I, I want to have you uh, address some of those things, Jen, after we come back after the break. But um, okay. qu- uh, quickly, you know, are there, you know, are there, what's the, what's the biggest thing that you would tell people to do? to make sure that they're they're safe uh, when they're just going anywhere. I, I, what would you suggest for them? Well, the one thing I definitely have to repeat, and, and, and it's just that being aware of your surroundings again, uh, you know, um, it's just a, a lot of opportunity out here. And again, most people just have to be uh, concerned about their safety. And like you talked about, um, uh, you know, it's just, um, I, I see things, and sometimes I do recommend to people, I says, you know, you may want to do this, you may want to uh, not want to do that. And they're very appreciative of it, and, and they obviously know that I may have a little background in what I'm telling them. But, you know, nothing nothing erases, like I said, just being aware of your surroundings. And, and if you don't know someone, again, just... Um, you know, you want to kind of keep your distance and, and like I said, not being unfriendly, but just knowing that, you know, I, I need to take care of myself and I'm the one that's responsible for myself. So um, if there's anything I can do and being watchful and just being very observant of, of anything and everything around you. And trust me, when you're out here and about, you see something, something always catches your eye. You know, we always see the people with the cell phones and 
taking pictures and videos and things of that nature. So people are paying attention. Uh, they, that may not be something that we want to broadcast all the time, and we obviously want to make sure that someone needs some help, that they get the help, and you put down the phone and the cameras and stuff, and you get them some help if they need it. But uh, we all know what the world is like now and social media, so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm being a little bit of wishful thinking here. But, again, uh, just being aware of the surroundings and, uh, like I said, if you, you know, some people, I don't want to get into, um, you know, full uh, discussion about it, but personal protection, uh, there's things obviously people can do legally. And uh, those are the things I do recommend uh, also because we have a right to do it, and I say do it. But, again, make sure you're knowledgeable on whatever it is that you decide to do and uh, you get the training and and education on it. And, uh, again, we don't want to hurt anybody unnecessarily, but you have a right to protect yourself, and I suggest that you do. We're going to come back after the break and talk uh, with Jen Jackson uh, more about you know, what to do if somebody tries to rob you. You know, some things, folks, to even think about, making sure the light bulbs, if they burned out, replace them on your front porch light or your headlight, making sure bushes are clipped and they're, uh, they're not allowing people to hide uh, when you're trying to get in your house, etc. things like that. So we're going to come back and talk more about that. This is Arnold Stricker with Mark Langston of St. Louis In Tune. You're listening to KWRH 92.9 FM, your community radio station in Webster Groves, Missouri. Welcome back to St. Louis In Tune. We've been talking to Jen Jackson, who's formerly of the St. Louis Metropolitan Police Department, where she worked in a variety of areas. She worked as a detective in the intelligence gang unit. She worked in the mobile reserve tactical unit, spent years in a patrol district, and lastly was a member of the executive protection team for the mayor of the city of St. Louis. Jen, you know, your, your comments about knowing your neighbors, being aware, those are all things that are just, I, I guess, because of my age, that we took for granted growing up. You know, we grew up uh, and, you know, you'd walk down the street and you'd do something wrong. You know, my parents would know about it before I even got home. And it's <laughs> Boy, that's true. now anymore, you know, people are like, you know, stay out of my times. business kind of, you know, you, you leave me alone. You don't need to know about me. You know, it's, it's, it's a different world out there, isn't it? That's correct. And, you know, and you mentioned that I, I chuckled on that because you're right. You couldn't get away with anything back in the day. Uh, uh-huh. But you're right. A lot of, and I, and I do see, like I said, um, as far as uh, my street, I've been here for a little bit, and the neighbors come and go, especially, uh, especially with some of the rental property that uh, uh, it's a little bit further down the street. But uh, it's just not the same. And sometimes, you know, when I do try to engage people, you know, sometimes I, I see a little resistance. Um, but, you know, they just kind of want to say to themselves, and that's their right. Um, the one thing I wanted to say was that, uh, always don't don't assume that people don't know who you are, what you do. Um, I've had a couple of incidents where people have come up to me and mentioned uh, the police department, and uh, I've separated from them for over um, 17 years now, and they still think I'm on the department. And when you try to tell them that you're not, they don't believe me. And obviously, um, law enforcement's always going to run in my blood. I'm always going to do the right thing and err on the side of safety and caution. And uh, it's it's funny to me about that, though. But, um, you know, I just kind of give up on it because I'm not going to change their mind, and that's fine. I said, you know, uh, 
there's no reason for me to bring attention uh, to the police department about anything that they're doing unless it's something of a criminal nature. And uh, But I'm here to help people. I've had some incidents, too, where uh, people have asked for my help, and, of course, I jumped right in and um, because uh, it's still about being a good neighbor. That's right. Being being a good neighbor is is where it all begins. And knowing your neighbor, uh, having their phone number, maybe when you're going on a trip that you've developed a relationship, when you're going on a trip, you let them know, hey, we're going to be gone. You know, so if you see anybody trying to get in, you know, that's um, (laughs) right. You need to call the police. Well, one of the things I wanted to recommend that I have, uh, I do have the uh, Hue system lighting system set up at my residence. So the lights come on at a designated time. Um, I highly recommend that um, because uh, it's 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 great uh, to have that source. And I switch the times up a little bit so no one gets the kind of accustomed to when they come on, when they you know are not on, or when they come off or go off. But it's just that uh, that that's great. Like I said, I'm doing everything I can. Security cameras, uh, just being aware of my surroundings, the alarm system, the hue lighting system. Those are things that make me feel comfortable where I'm at, and that's what it's all about. Yeah, because otherwise you're going to live scared, and you're not going to enjoy life. And that's that's, that's not correct. the point. That's not the point. So if somebody tries to rob you, whether it's on the street or whether it's uh, like a home invasion or whether it's a carjacking, what are some things that you recommend uh, the, that you do? Uh, I know some people... You know, maybe a tendency is to fight back, but what is the recommended uh, course of action? What we tell people to do is, uh, obviously, just comply. Please comply, especially if there's a weapon involved in this. Um, cars and, and anything, uh, toys or anything in your vehicle or, or in your home, TVs, those things are replaceable. You are not. So it's, we don't need a hero in that nature, um, you know, obviously when you're coming into someone's home, though, you know, obviously that's their sacred, sacred place, and that's where they feel most comfortable and most uh, safe. And, you know, I mean, obviously um, if, if something happens to where you have to protect yourself in your home, by all means you have to do what you have to do. But when it comes to, mm-hmm. you know, especially if you see a situation where it looks like something may drastically happen that's not going to be in your favor, but as far as, you know, the carjacking and things of that nature, they come up to the car, they indicate that it's a carjacking to give up the car, whatever the words may be, just do it. Do it. It's not worth it. Uh, said, cars are replaceable, and more than likely anything that you have in there is replaceable. It's just, it's a scary feeling. Uh, it just, you know, it's, it's something that I, I wouldn't wish on anyone, but it happens, and it happens all too frequently these days. And, uh, but in most cases, what we see is that we see that when they comply, they normally don't, the, the, the bad person doesn't normally do anything other than steal the vehicle. So comply is, is the main thing that I want to hit on. Uh, I just, I actually don't want to even say anything else because I just want people to comply with this because they're desperate and they will harm you if you don't give them what they want. So please comply with that. And again, uh, you know, just your safety is number one. That's that's great advice. That's sure. that's tremendous advice. Uh, in in those situations where people have been victims of that, what helps them recover? Because that's a trauma, 
And are there things yeah. that uh, you would recommend that they do uh, from those if they're uh, struggling with uh, either anxiety from from those kinds of events? Yes, you know, if if they need to seek some assistance with the medical profession, I definitely recommend that. I'm sure there there's some organizations I don't know any off the top of my head at this time, but there's some organizations that are more than willing to help uh, because, like I said, it's it's something that happens and uh, it may not be like geared toward the carjacking specifically, but it, it may be something that's causing them to be scared and, and, and nervous and, they, like you said, the anxiety. Uh, but there are organizations out here and victim uh, organizations that, that they can look into and they meet and sometimes discussing it and hearing what happened to other people and how they were able to, uh, to overcome the situation. That goes a long way. And I, I think it's, it's it's like a, a therapy session or whatever you want to call it. Those things are very, very good uh, to be involved in because, again, hearing someone else's story may be something that you can see that you could use that will help you um, work on your, your issues. Now, some people may can I, think... Uh, can I ask... Yeah, Mark, go ahead. A real quick question. If I... Let, just a scenario is I'm behind a car that's being hijacked. Would there be any advice for me as a spectator uh, a close proximity to someone, I see him walk up to the car, and, you know, you can tell something's going on there, something's not right. And all of a sudden, the person's coming out of the car, and the guy's, or the, the bad guy's going into the car. You know something bad has happened. What would you uh, suggest to someone that's uh, watching some of this transpire well, right in front of them? Sure. One thing I suggest, if you find someone it looks like it's getting ready to go down, I would definitely, like, lay on my horn or something and let that person know. Every time, you know, you hit your horn, someone's going to look. So hopefully they're looking behind you. Lay on your horn and let them know, and maybe they can start looking around and they can see something happening, and they might be able to, to, to pull off before the person even engages them or something of that nature. Uh, but, again, unless you're a professional uh, or obviously law enforcement background or something like that, I would not get involved in it. Um, because, uh, again, um, you don't want to put yourself in a situation either, um, and you want to do the right thing. You want to help somebody, but some situations are, are already in motion, and there's maybe not anything you can do other than calling 911, being very observant of the person that you see or persons, and get a description. If you can get the license plate of the vehicle, because if they get through with what they're doing, they're going to take the car. So you want to be able to get the license plate, as much description, make, model of the vehicle, year, give it your best on that. Hopefully the license plates come back to the vehicle. Uh, but you can give that information to the, the police dispatcher, and they'll be able to put that information out, and that will help them try to find and locate this vehicle immediately. And, of course, obviously once everything's over, hopefully the victim is not injured or anything, but... If they are, then you can let the police know when you're calling also that you need an ambulance there for the victim and uh, give them all the details on, on the victim and uh, the injury and get some help there. So that's probably the best thing that you can do without physically getting involved in actual carjacking, which, like I said, I do not recommend that unless you have some background on it and it's, it's a, a good decision to do. Great advice. You know, one of the things I, I think of people in those situations that when somebody asks them, well, you know, how many credit cards did you have? And some people carry all their credit cards 
in in their wallet and some people don't you know carry any of that or like what was the license plate of your car or you know do you know the vin number are are those things that should be written down or photographed and maybe put on the cloud somewhere where there's immediate access for those things or what would you recommend with those because if somebody has five credit cards it's like man i don't even remember what bank that was with because you can't really think carefully in those situations what what is your suggestion with with that jen that's a good good question and what i do is i do photocopy the credit cards front and back uh because more than likely when they are gone you're like well how am i going to get a hold of the credit card company to cancel them so um i will do that i will go ahead and and print those and i and i have done that and have them at home just in case i need to um the call and cancel them and lose them or whatever the situation may be. So that's a good idea on that. As far as license plates and uh, vehicle information, a lot of that information, except for the license plate, at least on my cards, uh, are on your insurance card. And a lot of times, um, you know, if you keep that in your wallet or whatever, that information is there. Uh, but see, that I, I'm skeptical about the fact of having it on you. You're not going to have it on you probably unless you have it in your wallet or in your purse. Uh, or if it's in the glove compartment, then obviously you can't get to that if your vehicle is gone. But all those things, all of those things, should be left at home. Should be readily accessible to help the police on that. Um, there's been situations that I've uh, been involved in where someone got their vehicle stolen, and it was a brand new vehicle, and they had temp tags. So they really, they felt that they really didn't have much. But that VIN still comes back, and the vehicle identification number still comes back to that vehicle. And at, at the very least, they could find out where the vehicle was purchased. So um, all your, you know, I'm not an advocate of really leaving all my paperwork in the car, uh, especially with anything with my address on it. Um, so, I mean, I usually keep the cards, the insurance cards, and um, mostly anything else that maybe the police need, they have access to that on their computers. But photocopy the credit cards front and back and um, keep an insurance card at home, anything that you can assess, and you can always call the police back later and give them that information so that they can add to their original report. Now, I know there are many times... Go ahead, Mark. I was going to say, would you ever take a photograph of any of that with your phone? Maybe that's not a a good idea because somebody takes your phone, but I'm thinking maybe take, take a photograph. Yes, that is a good idea, and you're right. And, and may also be taken as well, or on the on the front passenger seat, or something like that. Uh, but yes, um, I don't have to take a picture with my insurance card uh, personally because I have that that app, and I can pull that up right away. But I do have a folder in, on my phone to where um, it is a locked um, access to where um, they have to have a code to get in. And take pictures of it. So that front and back copy that you make of your credit card, you can put that on your phone because um, I think most phones have their little, like, notes. I think that's what they call it. And you can have that accessible to you. And that, that's a great idea to do. And, um, like I said, you have all of that. Again, the quicker it's, it's given to the police, the quicker they can try to find the vehicle. Now, as, as it relates to phones, because many times phones are stolen, uh, in a carjacking or in a robbery or something like that, uh, a burglary. Um, and I know there are some apps on there sometimes. Uh, like I have an app on my phone. It's called Noonlight. And I don't know if you're familiar mm-hmm. with it, Jen. But what it does is when, you, um, when you're walking to your car, you actually have your finger on a button. And if you let go of the button, there's a certain period of time that you have to enter a code. Otherwise, it's 
calling law enforcement, and it will pinpoint your location uh, because you've got it set up on your phone. Uh, it's satelliting your location, and it will give them. A, and you could you enter a dis- you've previously entered a description of who you are and everything like that, so they know what you look like when they get on the scene. Do you recommend those things? Oh. You know, I put that on there just because you know I was kind of fiddling around with with things and concerned about safety and looking at what does this do? What are your thoughts on that? Okay. Well, first, I haven't heard of that one, but it, it really sounds like it is a good uh, app to look into. Um, I Again, like with uh, my phone, I use uh, prefer Samsung, so I know iPhones have the Find My Phone feature, and I, I'm pretty sure I know I have a feature on my phone, too. I don't know exactly what it's called, but uh, that is a great idea to do, and most obviously we all know that most phones come with an emergency uh, button on there right. for you to call. But obviously what you have sounds like a little bit more extensive. And, and again, I know there's a lot of apps out there. It's just, it's just about picking the right one, the one that you think that would benefit you. You know, and, and that's, you, you see people, everything's on their phone. Their, their life is on their phone. And, you know, if that's gone uh, and they've got it there and they haven't stored anything to the cloud, then they, they've got some problems, whether it be pictures or whether it be important uh, personal information or some of the things we've talked about, you know, like your your uh, license information or your credit card information, things like that. Uh, a lot of people are using those things to, you know, many times I've, I've heard this. I don't know for sure. I've heard this though that if you're paying like with apple pay or some of these other pay apps you know if they can get on your phone then they'll they will use that to buy things and and run that account down because many all those accounts are generally linked to a a checking account at a bank so it's really important to you know uh i want to emphasize these things you said jen just be aware know your neighbors comply uh don't assume people don't know uh, what you've done or where you've gone or things like that. Uh, and I just kind of want to round this uh, conversation up with, um, you know, making plans because many times, you know, there's the adage that says you fail to, uh, you, you fail to plan, you plan to fail. And you know, it's kind of like making a plan in case, you know, COVID-19 strikes. Well, nobody expected that to, to happen. But it's great if everybody had some of those N95 masks already hidden away. Or what happens, mm-hmm. you know, the folks down in Mississippi and Alabama and Tennessee where the tornadoes have gone through and now they're dealing with that. We're going to be dealing with floods yeah. coming up. Are there other things that we should be thinking about that maybe we haven't touched on today that people just need to think about and make a plan? Because like in school, we have plans for fire exits, you know, if there's a fire drill, tornadoes, we have plans for that. We have plans for earthquakes. What should we plan on at home? Well, you know, and I believe it was, and I apologize if I'm incorrect, I believe it was Mark mentioned about the key, and you know, letting everybody know in the house that has the key. Right. Uh, that right. is located. That's, that's something, you know, and it's so funny, because to, to me, like, back when I was growing up, if my mom and them said that, let's do this. I probably would have been like, nah, you know, whatever. I thought it was a big deal. But today, I think it's a huge deal to be prepared. And, again, like, so with that, with Mark and the key, and he's prepared with his family to, to be able to get out of his residence and, and, and avoid whatever is going on in there. It's just about, like I said, you got to know what you got to do. And with me, I, like I said, I, I, I don't trust um, a, a lot of things 
that, you know, just like, for instance, and keeping your garage door down when you're, when you're in the front of the home, I keep mine down because mine actually faces an alley, and they can just grab something and go around and, and, and just be gone, and I wouldn't even know what hit me. But just, you know, as far as, again, with your home, just making sure that all your doors work, all, everything, all your uh, the garage doors and your and all your um, entry and the exit points to the home. Um, you know, tornadoes. We see things all the time. We're, we're definitely in the season, and you know, just being prepared with uh, uh, you know knowing your your location in the basement or wherever you need to go. Uh, just just know where those things are. Just run those things in your head. If you run them over and over in your head like that, then when it comes to the time that you have to do those things, it'll be just like that. It'll be just routine, and you'll be able to, to make yourself safe. Um, as far as, uh, you know, and, and, and fires and stuff, I, you know, get a uh, fire extinguisher. I have one that I keep in the kitchen. You, you just never know. Smoke detectors, make sure all your smoke detectors are uh, the batteries are changed and everything is, is uh, working in that. Uh, your CO2 monitors are, uh, get those things and, uh, so and those yeah. come in handy. And uh, I just can't stress that enough. And, uh, and that's about uh, um, all I can think of right now. But, again, that, that's a lot. And, but, again, it's, it's definitely worth it to look into these things and just be prepared. Jen, that's been great information that you've been giving us and on personal safety and your experience with the St. Louis Metropolitan Police Department, you know, has has really come in handy in helping our listeners be prepared and in helping them to make sure that they stay safe. And I greatly appreciate your time today in giving us some pointers on what to do and what not to do. Okay. Well, thank you. You're welcome. And I, I'm, I'm happy to do it. And um, I've, I've done a couple of uh, talks before uh, over the years. And like I said, when I'm asked, I just jump right in and do it because I love doing it. And I'd like for everyone to, to be able to be safe and uh, protect themselves. Jen Jackson, thanks for joining us today on St. Louis In Tune. You have a great weekend. All right. You too. Take care. Thank you. Thank you, Jen. Stay safe.